So we've got some breaking news to begin the show tonight. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say, hello, my name is Pete. This is Social Distancer in a minute. But before I do that, old sausage Johnson is self-isolating because he met on Thursday, I think it's Thursday, uh, an MP called Lee Anderson, I don't know who he is, um, who's got COVID-19. So the NHS Test and Trace app has told the sausage to self-isolate, so that's a little turn up for the books, isn't it? And old Hattie Mancock is as well. Uh, Interesting, you know, because it probably will do Boris Johnson a bit of good to keep his fucking head down, considering the week he's had and the weekend he's had and the press that he's had this weekend, whereby, you know, everybody is revealing that he's such a fucking pancake. I mean, how can you be a sausage pancake? It's unbelievable. But, well, we know that he had things, so there's a very tiny, tiny, tiny you know, imperceptibly small chance that he's going to get the thing again. I know it's not impossible. There were a couple of cases. I don't know how many exactly, but something like, what, six or something? Um, You know, of the millions upon millions of cases um, of people getting it twice. So a bit odd, you know. But anyway, apparently he's going to be you know, just as active <laughs> as he always is, even though he's fucking self-isolating. So there we go, a little bit of breaking news to begin the show. Hi there, my name's Pete, this is Social Distancer, this is a Sunday show. So, um, Dominic Cummings, he was a known risk to everybody in the Conservative Party. He had had an unsuccessful career um, being the advisor to a whole series of people. Ian Duncan Smith got rid of him. Um, He then... uh, Fucking... David Cameron called him a career psychopath. And um, Michael Gove uh, re-employed him to be an advisor when Michael Gove was the Department of Education dude, the fireplace salesman's job. Um, And so, you know, he he was this kind of known risk within the Tory party as being like hyper-aggressive, all-out war, you know, thinking that everything, uh, you know, revolution at all times, no matter what the cost. And um, so Boris Johnson, Sausage Johnson, as I like to call him, because he's like a sausage. Uh, you know, he really should have seen this coming. It is of his making. Add to that Lee Kane, who just sounds like a fucking prick. Like, just a, the worst guy. The, he looks like a... I'm not saying that he is a fucking, you know, Nazi. But he properly looks like uh, the Nazi version of a FIFA 94 football player, Lee Kane. I'm sure he isn't a Nazi, but he does look like a Nazi. But then again, you know, some of the the people that I love the most in the world are uh, very pale, bald men. (laughs) 
so far be it for me to you know prejudge the uh, political leanings of pale bald men <laughs> but anyway lee kane is, sounds like a nasty piece of work and um carrie simmons you know had enough for their just ridiculous sexist fucking macho bullshit and thank god for carrie simmons basically and you know at last after you know years and it's not just that you know old fucking cummings and this game dude was started to be a prick like you know a year ago or whatever when um what what 15 16 months ago when boris johnson you know got into downing street they've got year like 20 years of like rough rough and ready um <laughs> uh special advisor jobs with a whole host of people in the Tory party always like you know pissing people off like for decades you know what i mean so incredible and obviously they met their match with carrie simmons and allegra stratton it's interesting that the two women are the people that you know bring a bit of fucking sense into this whole thing this whole scam that they've got going on a total fucking scam it's just a fucking grift job and the people that are grifting the most is this like fucking dominic cummings he's supposed to be the genius do me a fucking favor it's unbelievable even today these stupid fucking Tories are going, oh no, well what he's really good at is fucking campaigning. Fuck off, Jesus Christ. It's like half the people are asleep, right? You say, oh yeah, fucking, you know why your life is shit? It's because of the fucking Europeans. Let's get out of fucking Europe. And then you tell them, what we're going to do is, although we've been utterly shit and we've been in contempt of Parliament for the first time in the history of Parliament, the lead, like the government, has been found in contempt of Parliament. But what we'll do is we'll attack Jeremy Corbyn and we'll say get Brexit done, and we'll hopefully we'll fucking get in. And it worked. Okay, great. That makes him a fucking genius, does it? This is on Johnson. I mean, of course, everybody knows that it's on Johnson, and the people that aren't coming out saying it's on Johnson still know it's on Johnson. Do you know what I mean? And it really does reflect incredibly badly that he let Dominic Cummings rule the roost for so long it's good that he's gone but you know every time I expect him to learn his fucking lesson the sausage he doesn't you know he goes slow into every fucking thing he wastes time he like just tries to kind of you know get as much as he can for his pals and fuck everything else everyone else that's his modus operandi there's a modus operandi so you know is this a big the people are saying oh no now he's going to focus on climate change and now he's going to get his shit together well i don't think so i think the guy is a fucking failure i think he's got long covid i think he's like totally indecisive He's going to be lost without those guys telling him what to do. He's going to be like absolutely lost at sea. And I think he's probably out in a couple of months anyway himself. Yeah. Now, until then, we've got the problem of a bad, bad winter, right? Like fucking 33,000 cases yesterday. Okay. That is getting close 
to the um, the uh, COVID symptom study app, the Zoe app, that are detecting, or sorry, estimating, I should say, it's 35,000 cases a day. So, and you could double that as well if you include um, asymptomatic people. We know that you double it because of the um, REACT survey. So, um, you know, we've got 70,000 cases a day. We've got hospitalizations going up. We've got deaths doubling every two weeks. We've got uh, the Southwest has now jumped London in terms of hospitalizations and um, in terms of cases as well per population. The Southwest has jumped London and the Southwest are running out of hospital beds. I mean, it is fucking pinch time, yeah? And it is only the middle of November. I know that we're in a lockdown, but we haven't started to see the results of the lockdown. We're not going to, for the next couple of days at the very least, you know, we need to get a slowdown, like, in big time. We need to get the R under one. People are saying the R is under one, but I'm not sure. I mean, I don't, I don't really hold much water for that, just because it's so everywhere, you know, this, uh, this virus. So it, it's, you know, We'll see where we are on December the 3rd, and we've still got a good few weeks of this English lockdown to go. But, you know, what happens then? Yep, they're talking about Christmas, Christmas, oh, let's fucking save Christmas. Well, we can't afford to loosen restrictions at Christmas just so everyone can have a fucking knees up. Do you know what I mean? If it actually means that people are going to die, yeah? So, you know, and then we've got January. So this is probably the first of a start of a couple of lockdowns. The problem is that it's only going to work if people trust Sausage Johnson. And people lost trust in Sausage Johnson because of Dominic Cummings doing that stupid fucking press conference in the Rose Garden. An unprecedented event, yep. Talk about mixing, you know, old old, uh, Trumpy-wumpy using the White House for campaign events. Well, fuck that. He's, you know, Dominic Cummings is using the fucking Rose Garden of number 10 to talk about a personal, uh, like, bit of bother that he's into. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible that he got away with it. It is incredible that he didn't get the sack. And at the time, I said, if, uh, you know, Sausage Johnson was any kind of leader... He would use this crisis as a point to show that he is uh, like an actual leader, yeah? Like a person that has his fucking head screwed on. Like Barack Obama did when um, Obama came back from the Reverend Wright controversy with his speech in Philadelphia, which was an incredible moment where you really saw the measure of the man. Well, you also saw saw the measure of the man. Oh, it's a bit like Sean Connery, isn't it? Yeah. You also saw the measure of the man with sausage when he said, oh, yeah, all right, Dom, what, what, what is it? Uh, yeah, you want to use the Rose Garden to just talk bollocks for an hour to the national press? Oh, fine. Yeah, I don't see a problem in that. I don't think that that will have any effect on people trusting the, um, the government at all. Oh, fine. And that was at that point, trust broke with the British people and the government. I mean, they're underwater in the polls. People want really, like, tight restrictions. But then, of course, there's a whole bunch of other people that are thinking, well, what does that do? If we're not getting guidance from the top, like, real proper aggressive guidance on this, then how am I supposed to convince 
the governors, if I'm a head teacher, how am I supposed to convince the governors to put masks in lessons, for instance? Well, actually, I'm not going to do that because the government aren't asking me to do that. And it's easier if I fucking don't. And hey, you know, there's a complacency that runs through every single sector because of Boris Johnson's lack of leadership. And that is the terrible, terrible thing that we are just at the beginning of this second peak. Hopefully, this lockdown will manage to slow it. But we have not closed schools, so it's going to slow it slower than... uh, Slow it slower? Slow it slower, yes, than, than if we had closed schools, okay? Everything's a fucking compromise, and it's not good enough. You can't compromise with a fucking virus that kills people. So I'm going to tell you a story now, and it's a true uh, anecdote, and I think that it is uh, an example of, it's a kind of microcosm of the situation in the UK. So there's a person who works in a, in a kind of home that looks after people, the kind of council-funded home, yeah? And this person works with somebody And this somebody is the mother of a boy who goes to a school in the UK. And this boy goes to a school in the same class as another child who was tested positive for COVID-19. And that one child was told by the school to, you know, not come into school and self-isolate. And they didn't tell any other child or any other member of staff uh, to do the same. So that child obviously was sitting next to people, no social distancing happening in schools, uh, no masks being worn in any lessons. And so, you know, guess what happened? Well, no surprise, they got more cases. And they got a case in every fucking class in in the school to the point where the school had to close unbelievably in the meantime the um the the person who's who works in the care home uh her son got it and she got it she didn't know she had it and she went to work in the care home and it now is in the care home Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The care home phoned the special number that you have for care homes, where PHE send in the cleaners, like a, you know, gangster movie. But their PHE, Public Health England, said, oh no, sorry, we're not going to send in the cleaners. You're going to have to work it out yourselves. So they contacted the cleaners themselves, and it cost them seven grand. <laughs> to clean the care home, okay? So, what do we know? What do we know? What do we know? What do we know from this? Well, we know that the school, the head teacher, lazy fucking idiots, didn't break any guidelines, didn't break any rules. It is absolutely fine from the government's point of view, from the Department of Education's point of view, to use your discretion And you send away whoever the fuck you like, however few children you want to send away, no matter whether they've got, you know, 
sitting next to loads of people or whatever contact they've had with their peers or with, you know, members of staff or whatever. So nothing, they didn't break any rules. And the guy did the bare minimum, the head teacher. I don't know what the, the gender of the head teacher. Um, maybe it's a woman, but the bare minimum. Okay, I mean, literally, the, they couldn't have fucking done less. I mean, of course, they're not going to... The, the kid with COVID-19 isn't going to come into school. So they literally couldn't have done less, right? And what's it remind me of? Again, everything leads back to the sausage. It reminds me of the fucking sausage. Talk about the bare minimum, right? This head teacher thought, oh, right, I'm a competitive person. I want my school to look really good in terms of, you know, kind of not getting COVID-19 and not closing the bubbles and, you know, not having the fucking shame and embarrassment of having the thing in the school. So I'm just going to, like, basically fucking do fuck all. Like, in talk about fucking denial, do you know what I mean? The kid that's ill, okay, well, obviously they can't come into school, but every other one, got to be in school, got to be in school. How'd that turn out? Well, didn't turn out very well. Just like Rishi Sunak saying, oh, thank you very much for staying in your house for fucking months and months. But what about the, uh, you know, the restaurants? What we're going to do is a fucking 10 pounds, eat as much as you can thing. Eat me out and dine me out. Eat me out and dine out. <laughs> and then that, that'll that ramp up the fucking <laughs> coronavirus, won't it? By 8 to 17%. It's incredible. I mean, you know, so, yeah, uh, ridiculous and just a perfect story of, like, where we're at, yeah? This dude, fucking Sausage Johnson, he needs to get his shit together. Hopefully, we're in, you know, just started the second week of the English lockdown. Of course, it's too early for anything to come through in terms of the things slowing down. Maybe it's kind of slowing down a little bit. But it's still out there in a big, big way, yeah? But the problem is, uh, with a lack of leadership, you have got a lack of, um, you know, like I was just saying, in relation to um, Cummings, you've got a lack of uh, leadership everywhere, you know? Everywhere, in every school, in every prison, in every fucking, you know, manager, in every office. So, of course, there are some people that are taking it seriously. But there are plenty of people that aren't. And the reason why they're not is because they're not seeing that leadership from the beginning, from the from the top, from the beginning, from the beginning and from the top. Yeah. And so without that leadership, we are just not going to get on top of this virus. And with schools open and masks not being worn in schools and social distancing not happening. And anecdotally, I know that even fucking ventilation isn't happening. You know, people couldn't give a fuck. It's cold. You know, they think they're invincible or they're just fucking plain dumb. And then you've got the other half of people who are like thinking, well, Christ, like, it's not really my place to open the teacher's window or whatever, you know. And not everybody's like the fucking Terminator on this. Do you know what I mean? The thing about my vulnerability in terms of my heart condition is that I can be that person that opens the windows and nobody is going to uh, argue with me. Right? No one. And I am going to complain to anyone. And I do. You know what I mean? But I am. But but of course, I've got the fucking, you know, letter and the the medical like history to back that up. You know what I mean? I'm not like 
just kind of the person, the normal uh, staff member, who has to realise, well, like Christ, you know, everyone else is thinking this way. How can I think alternative to that? You know, I don't have a pressing medical need myself. I want to take this as seriously as it deserves to be taken. But of course, I'm working here, you know, like all of those like normal uh, relations in terms of, you know, working with colleagues and all of that stuff. For me, it's out the window, but I understand totally why it can't be out the window for so many other people who feel vulnerable and feel like they're not being kind of taken care, taken cared of, taken cared of. Yeah, that's right, isn't it? So people who are in a very, very difficult situation. I am sympathetic to, you know, school leaders like Trump. Of course, I totally am. But at the same time, there is basic guidance. And then there is realizing that the government are failing. They have failed and they are continuing to fail. So if you're in a position of leadership, you actually have to think, well, we need to. This is the minimum. This is the bare fucking minimum. Right. And we need to make sure that we're doing everything we can to keep our uh, kids safe. Basically, it's a safeguarding thing at the end of the day and to keep our staff safe. Like, obviously, we have like a basic, you know, workplace um, requirement to keep people safe, you know. Um, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that just aren't doing that. And it all comes back to the sausage. So Trump sent out a um, tweet today, which got a lot of uh, people excited because it began with the two words, he won. And then everything after those two words was a load of old bollocks. But that got a lot of people excited and reporters got in contact with the White House, you know, like um, off the record. People at the White House were saying, oh, yes, this is this is the kind of thing that we were telling you would happen. This is basically as close as you're going to get with the Trumpy Wumpy conceding. He's not going to concede, but he is going to start to kind of back out of this position that he's in. And we were expecting a kind of like, you know, some kind of tweet like this. And then people, everyone reported that saying, oh, great. Like, you know, at last, (laughs) you know what I mean? At last, it seems like in his own fucking mad way, he's coming to his senses, like, slightly. Um, and then he t- sent another tweet. Like, he's obviously just watching television. And he sent another tweet saying, I do not concede anything. <laughs> and the way that that is being read is that, and this is, we need to realise, and more like with sausage as well, right? We need to realise that Trump is a grifter. He's interested in making money for himself that's the only fucking thing he gives a shit about and also you know being being in the news because he's such a fucking egotist right that's the only thing he gives a shit about so at the moment he's conning really stupid people into giving him money so he can pay off his uh campaign which is in debt by millions of dollars right and the way he's conning these people is to say the uh, election was, uh, you know, a fraud and we're fighting it in the courts. And how dare they try to steal an election? 
we're going to fight in the courts. We're really good at doing that. And But it does cost money, though. So send us the money. People are sending them the fucking money. In the small print, it says up to 60% of this money can be spent on paying off our campaign debts. <laughs> so it's a total grift, okay? But the problem is he can't back away from it now because he's seeing every day that he's in the game he's making the money which means okay that's great less for him to worry about at the end of the day maybe who knows i don't know how much how many millions of dollars his campaign is in debt by but if you can keep doing this up until the very last moment but there is a date that's coming up i can't remember when it is but there is a date where it will be now the electoral college actually like meets and the people like assign the the votes for the for each state to the kind of process of you know the president elect becoming the president yeah i don't know when that date i think it might be december the third but i'm not sure about that but anyway it's coming up like soon right and trump realizes fucking hell like i've got this closing window to make as much fucking grift as much as i can right and then he's going to be on to his other grift, his new grift. And here's the news, guys. I don't know if you fucking heard or not, but you're not going to like it, okay? He's going, apparently, he's going to say, I am running in 2024 and my campaign starts now. So whether he'll go on TV, whether he'll set up a rival organization to rival Fox News, which is the speculation, maybe he'll do that. But he'll only do that in order to stay in the game, if you like. Like, stay in the, you know, kind of be public, be a public figure, um, you know, post-president, uh, post-president. And all gearing up for um, 2024. And then that's the perfect way of convincing these fucking idiots to give him more money. Absolutely brilliant, right? They stole it the last time. They're not going to steal it next time. We've got four years to, you know, do the campaign of our lives. It was quite close. Like when you look back on it, I mean, you can just make it up. Do you know what I mean? You can totally make it up. We know we won Miami-Dade. We know that we've got, you know, a fucking Florida in the bag. We, we held on to Texas. We know how to do this. We know that we can get back fucking Erie and Pennsylvania, you know, and like, you know, they'll they'll target and they'll be very kind of clear with their supporters about how they're going to go about winning in 2024 yeah and but of course the whole thing is that you're just enumerating the fucker for another four years um and then let's see what happens in 2024 i mean he'll be an old motherfucker then you know but he'll probably will but i mean why won't you run you know but the reason why i say he'll what he'll run is because millions and millions and millions of dollars have been uh, paid into the Trump organization by the government uh, during the um, the Trump presidency. So, for instance, they're using their Trump hotels to put up uh, people in the government, like the FBI and the Secret Service and stuff, have to pay the Trump organization so the government, yeah, obviously, have to pay the Trump organization to use Trump's hotels. I mean, the whole thing is a fucking great grift for him. And as long as he can continue it, it doesn't matter. Like, he's not interested in 
Like, what the fuck has he done? Do you know what I mean? Apart from, like, failing massively in every fucking area, just exactly like Sausage Johnson, right? The problem with Sausage Johnson, for him at least, is that we've got quite robust... I mean, not that fucking robust, because his mates are doing a good job in terms of PPE and, you know, uh, fucking tests and all kinds, you know, billions and billions, test and trace, billions and billions of uh, UK taxpayers' money are going to, you know, get his his, uh, mates wealthy. But personally, Sausage Johnson is feeling the pinch, isn't he? Because he's got all those kids to look after and he's, you know, used to nice 500,000 pound um, column uh, 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 contract for his uh, Tory graph column. Yeah, well, that's gone. You know, fucking book deal for the Shakespeare book. Yeah, well, that's nice, but we can't work in on that because we've got a, you know, fucking Lee Kane is spouting bollocks. <laughs> so I'm going to deal with this, you know. He's thinking, fucking hell, I need to be making money. So anyway, sausage is off. And Trump, unbelievably, Trump is going to be, uh, you know, in the fucking air. Talk about fucking toxic. tonight and I'm going to uh, say now today now say now today now that uh, the the animal for us to think about now is the horse much maligned I feel but a huge part of our culture Uh, you know not just the Trojan horse not just the pantomime horse not just Mr. Ed but the horse is a like a key part of who we are as humans. And I need you to think about the horse now, please. Think about the horse. Yes, think about the horse. You think about the horse. This is inspired by a beautiful um, Christmas advert from Lego. 
that involves a, not involves, but it, uh, there's a, a blue horse cameos in the advert. It's gorgeous, beautiful blue horse. And um, so, ready? Think of a horse. Think of a horse's face and the, those amazing lips. Beautiful lips. One, two, three. Walk between the raindrops. <laughs> Thank you ever so much for listening. Around the world, I know I haven't done a trend report for a few weeks, but that basically it's looking fucking bad, especially in the States, but it's looking bad everywhere. I mean, especially like loads and loads of places, but it's also not looking bad in New Zealand. And thanks for the great response to that episode, the New Zealand special a couple of days ago. If you haven't heard it, it's definitely worth listening. And thank you to Rupert for your for your great, um, you know, audio. Yeah, audio. So thank you ever so much for listening. Thank you very much for the folks that have been in contact recently to say that you're still listening. It's really lovely to hear from you. Uh, Now we've got episode 200, not too far away. So if you want to contribute a song, please do. It can be walking to the song, your own version, yep. I mean, fucking easy as pie, that one, isn't it? It's like, it takes us a minute to sing, right? Easy as pie. But, you know, if you want to risk it and do another one, then you can do another one if you like, and I'll see what it is. Okay. Uh, but so the, what you send those then to social distance of podcast at gmail.com, or you can just email me there and I'll arrange for you to send me it in somehow, some fucking hour. And uh, also, if you like the show and you think that Susie or Edward or uh, Jacqueline will like it, then tell those people. Don't tell anyone else. Just tell those people. (laughs) And, you know, share, subscribe, all that kind of thing. And um, next show is Monday, actually, tomorrow. So we'll have to see what happens with um, the old sausage. Uh, probably not much. He's probably just self-isolated. Lucky to keep his fucking head down. If uh, if I was him, I would think not that I'm conspiracy thing around this. I mean, he probably has. Well, he has been in contact with somebody, you know, who does have it. So the advice is that he has to self-isolate. But it's nice fucking timing for him, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, take care of yourselves. Bye.